Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. It's Brian Davis, and I'm doing this episode from somewhere that was absolutely perfect for this podcast. It's an actual old-school video store like the ones you grew up with. And uh, my guest today is Ira Belfer. He's the owner and operator of Captain Video in San Mateo. Uh, that's in California. And he's been in business since 1985, I believe. March 23rd, 1985 was day one. So. There you go. So ca- Captain Video is one of the only traditional video stores left in the United States. So Probably. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. My Eric. pleasure. Nice to meet you. So growing up in the 80s, for me, going to a video store was like the highlight of my weekend. Sure. So you've seen the home video business change dramatically over the last 40 years. Absolutely. So what's kept you going, especially with the popularity of video streaming and streaming through portable uh, devices? Well, I, I've been in the entertainment business pretty much since I graduated from college. And as as you work in business, you, th- you see ups and downs, you see new trends, old trends. So when I, I used to be in the record business, and okay. the record business started to change a little bit in the early 80s, and then th- there was a buzz going around that they were coming up with something different, that people could maybe watch movies at home. It's like, wow, movies at home? That's cool. And the first VHS tape came out in the late 70s, early 80s, but they wanted like $75, $80 for a VHS tape, and a blank tape was $25, and the machines were $1,000. So it became like a niche market at the beginning, because nobody has that kind of money to spend on entertainment. That's right. So a buddy of mine who used to be in the record business, he joined Captain Video in on Lombard Street in San Francisco, and he saw the business starting to explode. And when we first opened up the first Captain Video, there was no money. So what we did is we said to customers, give us $25 a month, and with that $25, we entitle you to like four, five, six rentals, whatever it was. Right. So we could get the capital to then invest in the business and yeah. make the business even even stronger. And eventually, the, the chain existed to about 15, 16 stores at one point at the height. Yeah. I came in in 1985, I started working at the Daily City Captain Video, and I'll never forget this night, the rest of my life, it was one of the weirdest but most exhilarating days of work I ever had. It was New Year's Eve, 19, I don't know, 86, 87, <laughs> and the store opened at 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. From the time the store opened at 10 until the time the store closed at 10, the phone did not stop ringing, hmm. there were constantly people in the store. And I'm talking lots of people in the store. And I remember this succinctly. For that day, the store had rented. Back then, it was just pretty predominantly rental. Right. Not that many sales because the sales were, the movies expensive. were so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. We were renting movies for 3 or $4. Mm-hmm. So we did 2,600 rentals that one day. Wow. And again, we had like 10 people working and yeah. double shifts and, you know, Give me five of this. Give me, <laughs> give me these five because we'd have like weekend rentals. Of, sure. So people would just take, you know, bags full of videos to watch. It, it was something new. Yep. They were excited. Oh, I can watch all these movies. This is for my kid. This is for my sister. This is for my daughter. Blah, 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 blah. And it was great. And I said to myself, and, and my dad had come out to visit me from New York. Okay. And he was there and he saw this and he looked at me. He goes, why aren't you doing this? Why are you, why are you working for somebody else? <laughs> 
And I said, okay, but I mean, to, to start a video store, you have to have capital. That's right. You can't just open with two movies. You have to have a decent selection of movies to get people to come in the store. And where are we going to open a store? You know, this is Daily City. There's a couple in San Francisco. This whole market was all closed at that point. Right. So between me and the people that own the Daily City store, we talked. We became partners, and their goal was to find me a location okay. somewhere down the peninsula. So we started going up and down El Camino, obviously the most you know the Highly most traffic. trafficked yep. area. And we came upon this store, and at that point, it was a antique store. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. John, are you ready? No. All right, call. Let me know when you're ready. I'll stop, and we can. I'll help you. I'm listening to your conversation. Okay, that's fine. There you go. So we found this this building, and it was an antique store. Okay. And it had just four walls. There was nothing else to it. Mm-hmm. And one of my partners, his brother, was in the construction business. Okay. He built all the stores. Mm-hmm. And it was store number five or six by that point, so he knew what not to build, how it would help, you know, make it smaller, make it bigger because it didn't work, and that one, blah, blah, blah. So again, he built that counter by hand, mm-hmm. and he put you know the walls up in the the, the main walls and right. the shelves where we have all the movies and everything like that. And it took about six months, mm-hmm. and he opened this. We opened the store March twenty third, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. And my dad came out from New York, and we had signs and balloons and banners and you know advertising. And that first Saturday, we opened on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we did like 30 rentals, but it was like, at least we got started, you right. know? And we, again, we offered the deal at that point, give us $25 and get 12 free rentals for the year or so, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, it was the kind of business that you would always have to put money in to get more inventory. Right. Because you're never going to have everything that everybody wants. They're always going to say, hey, do you have such a thing? So you have to have a wider selection. Right, right. So you're almost kind of like the original Netflix with the subscription in some ways. In a way, that's yes, but but you got something for it, and, and uh, it's different because you could touch it, you could feel it, yeah. you could look at it, you could read it. Yeah, yeah. that's something I find so distasteful when people come into the store. They like to look at the boxes. Yeah, and you look on Netflix, you're looking at a picture, it's not and, the same. and they're giving you what they want to give you, that's not right. what you were looking for. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll, you know, if there's something that they don't want you to see, they won't show it in the trailer. That's right. So you get it, and you go home. And, Wait a minute, this isn't what I, this is what I thought it was. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming because there's so much there to choose from. People get, you know, there's so much, and most of it, I hate to say, and it's in my business now too. Yeah. It's a lot of garbage. Yeah. So something less is more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that, so during the COVID pandemic, do, do you think that your business was kind of helped a little bit because people needed something At different? At the beginning, mm-hmm. it was very difficult. Okay. Because people were afraid to even go outside. Correct. Yeah. And we never closed during the COVID thing. We mm-hmm. had the signs in the door. We had the masks on. Everybody was, you know, being very careful about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a drop off. And then as the, 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 uh, COVID thing kind of waned a little bit. People started coming back out again, and then we have all those gas prices and yeah. the economy again. So, and, and COVID's still here now, two and a half years later. Absolutely. So again, there's some people that I haven't seen since before COVID. They're, right. they're afraid to go out of the house. You know, if they call me on the store, I said, "Why don't you come to this?" No, no, I'm not. No, no. That's, that's okay. Yeah. It's like okay, I, I understand. But do you have people that come in just because? Oh, I want to. I don't want to necessarily go anywhere, but I want I want something well, to take home. They they they're getting bored of looking at the four walls. Exactly. <laughs> they watch TV and there's absolutely nothing on TV, mm-hmm. 
that's one of the reasons why Netflix and, and, and Hulu and Disney Plus have been successful because they found a way of getting to the customer without having to get them out of the house. Exactly. And but that again, that also has a negative outlook because you're you're being charged every month, right? Whether you use it or not. Mm-hmm. And if you have kids, that's great for Disney, right? But if you're an older person and you want to see good movies, you got to deal with what Netflix gives you and what Hulu gives you. And and now Netflix finally realized they have to make their own movies, so they're putting money into their movies, which then hurts me because they have announced whenever they first started doing this, is they said. We're going to put our money into the making of the movie, but we're not going to put it out on DVD. Right. And the question is, why not? Well, we own the rights to this. We don't want the competition. Yeah. So the first one that really caused a big furor was a movie called The Irishman. Right. With Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Directed by Scorsese. And that was something that everybody wanted to see. Yes. And people come, hey, you got The Irishman? Uh, no. Well, when are you getting it in? I don't think ever. Yeah. And they look at me, what do you mean ever? Well, it's owned by Netflix. And Netflix doesn't want anybody else to have their movie. No. It turned out about a year and a half later, somebody sold the rights to that movie to Criterion, and they did put it out on DVD. Right. And they also put a movie out called The Marriage Story. Yeah. I think those were the only two Netflix movies that have ever been released on DVD, if I'm not mistaken. There might be one or two other ones. Yeah. So you continue to rent your stock to customers. You haven't raised your prices in. I have never tra- raised my prices since day one. Yeah, so I was even talking that to somebody. <laughs> Everything has gone up except Captain Video. That's great. So your your videos are two ninety nine. I guess two ninety nine for yep. new releases for one day. Yep. Two ninety nine for five days for the older movies and four dollars for the adult movies. Right, and then and that's been that way since March twenty nineteen. That's amazing. I love that. And so so you you should. <laughs> I think uh, the oil company should listen to you and just you know. <laughs> Yeah, but again, it's it's demand and supply. Sure, I mean, of course. At the beginning, there was a big demand for what I had. Now the demand is not that there anymore, yeah. so nobody cares how much you're paying. You exactly. Know? So what would be your ratio between rentals and sales at this point? At this point, yeah. right now, uh, probably 70% sales and okay. 30% rentals, while back 10 years ago, it was rentals. totally different. Yeah. So I'm assuming your main competition for rentals now is Redbox. It's Redbox, it's streaming, mm-hmm. more streaming than anything. Okay. I don't think Redbox has never been really competition. But just for, like in the tangible, physical media part. Yeah. Okay. Um, so going back to the VHS days, did you ever charge people that didn't rewind their tapes? No. Okay. No. <laughs> the whole be crying we had, rewind. We had, we had a, a case that the movie, we put the movie in on the back, there were like the rules to follow. Sure. You know? And on the back it said, please rewind your movies. But, mm-hmm. When Blockbuster announced that they're going to charge people oh. a dollar or fifty cents, or whatever, it's like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're suspending, you're making the customer feel like it's their job to, you know, they don't care. They yeah. watch the movie, they bring it back. Yeah, oh, you should give it back the way you got it, you know, because the next person's like, <laughs> come on, people are selfish. They don't care about the next person. Which leads me to my next question: What were the best excuses you got from people that didn't bring back their tapes on time? Most the most frequently answered that question to that is like oh I forgot oh I was too busy oh I left it in my car I left it I lost it I couldn't find it it was in, behind the cushion my mm-hmm. kids took it and put it you know put it someplace <laughs> yeah. you know you, you hear all the excuses but I mean you know and after a while it's like yeah I know so what, so if they did lose a VHS tape you would have to charge them the full price I'm assuming uh, it depended on the you know how long we had the movie if somebody okay. took a brand new release the first week oh. obviously obviously but if you had something for like six months I mean, you made your money back. What are you going to do? True. And again, you get to the point. Well, 
do you want to piss off the customer? No. I mean, you know, you know, seventy five, seventy five dollars. You know, they freak out. Yeah. So, in addition to renting the VHS tapes as you did in the early years, it was also really expensive to own a VCR. Yeah. So I'm guessing you um, rented out machines. Themselves. Yeah, we had what they call the. Uh, what do they call it? Like Porter, Porter Walkers or VHS Walkers, mm-hmm. where it was like a little suitcase kind of thing, and we rented those out for $10 a day. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do you still rent out VCRs now? No, no. we haven't had those for okay. years. <laughs> but any, Actually, I get people calling me all the time looking for VCRs. Right. They just don't make them anymore. Uh, so when DVDs came out in the late 90s, were you worried about the low cost of owning DVDs that would like harm your no, business? No, it wasn't, because it wasn't low that back then. Okay. It was still, you know, VHS was $75 cost for me to buy. Right. When DVDs first came out, they were in the $40 range. Yeah. And then Disney finally realized, you know, we're not selling a whole lot of this stuff. If we drop the price, maybe we'll sell more. So I think Little Mermaid or Lion King was mm. one of the first ones that they dropped to like... $40 retail, which turned out to be like twenty nine ninety five, mm-hmm. and then slowly it came down to where it is now, which is like roughly around 20 bucks. Okay, so you immediately embraced DVDs. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, at the beginning I was against it because it was like another format, and <laughs> you know, why would somebody want to buy a DVD if they already have it on VHS right. and stuff like that, but eventually you won me over, and then and, and Blu-ray, right. the same thing, and it's like... Yeah. Did you ever go for the Laserdisc? Crazy. I never had any in the store for sale uh-huh. other than when people would bring me stuff, trade stuff in. And as, every time I would have it, I would sell it within a couple of days. And I'd sell it really cheap because I just like, it's not my marketplace right. and I don't know what to do with it. Okay. So I, you know, I'd sell them for a couple bucks a piece and people would come take 20, 30 different ones and they're like, okay. Great. So it's often said that Betamax was the superior format Absolutely. over VHS. Oh, and- don't, don't even start on beta with me. <laughs> so, well, that's why I want to ask. Why do you think Betel didn't uh, beat VHS? Okay, there's a little story behind all this. Sure. In, in 1985, Beta and VHS were like competing formats, mm-hmm. and the rights to, to produce the machines were divvied up amongst the, the, the hi-fi companies. VHS was taken by JVC, I believe, mm-hmm. and Panasonic or Toshiba. I mean, they had like three or four companies all kind of got together and said, let's do the machine together. Okay. Beta was owned by Sony. Mm. And Sony said, screw you. This is our machine. We're not going to let anybody else make this machine. Right. And I myself bought a Beta, a Hi-Fi, Beta Max, whatever they mm-hmm. call it. A big 35-pound yeah. machine <laughs> that you would carry around with you. And I started copying things off of television, like mm-hmm. MTV concerts and sure. stuff, because I couldn't watch it while I was, yeah. you know, you set your programmer, you get home, you watch it. Yeah. To this day, I still have 500 beta tapes. Wow. But I haven't had a working machine in 10 years. Yeah. And people give me shit all the time about, you know, what are you selling these beta tapes for? <laughs> you can put it in your in your grave, you know. <laughs> and it's like every now and then I'll get a machine and it's like someone say, hey, I got a machine. I'll give it to you for free. Yeah. And they go, oh, great. And yeah. put it, you put it, set it up, and put the beta tape in there. It eats the tape. Really? It yeah. doesn't go. It, it's a little piece of plastic tray. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the tape goes in and goes down. Mm-hmm. If there's a little piece is broken or a little, little bit off, it's over. It's over. Okay. Now, along the same line, why do you think Blu ray beat out HD DVD? That's another thing. What happened again, it's kind of similar to VHS and beta, they had warring factions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you remember the word Divix, D-I-V-X. Yeah, yeah. Steven Spielberg was like the big cheese behind that. He really wanted to push that. Yeah. 
and there was somebody else who wanted to push DVD. So it became this constant battle between two formats, and eventually one wins and one just goes away. That's right. So uh, the, the thing with, with new technology is you're going to get the person who's really into it. Yep. You know, the people, well, i got to have a $50,000 stereo system. <laughs> but most people are not going to spend money on another machine, another situation, where they already have VHS, where they already have DVD, right. they don't want another another format. What are they going to do? Again, you have VHS, this on VHS, this on DVD, this on Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, because it has an extra two minutes of footage that you <laughs> didn't see. On yeah. it, it, people don't do that. They just do. they can't afford it. I mean, you know, the people that can afford it have home systems for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah. And then you have the average guy that spends a hundred dollars on a DVD player yeah. and is happy. Yeah. So everybody has their own taste. That's so. right. The high end's not going to keep and the, you. In and the companies themselves. They push it to the high end for a little while, and if it doesn't click, they drop it immediately. Yeah, yeah. So currently, how do you go about getting new inventory? Is it people who once collected tapes and DVDs and they've decided to Are you downsize? talking about new new movies or, or just, just movies in general? Movies in general, yeah. Because there are two ways I get movies. Sure, let's hear about that. Okay, from 1985, I, I there were like maybe four or five distributors around the country mm -hmm. who would buy movies from Warners and Universal and Paramount, and then bump it up a buck or two and sell it to you as, you know. Yeah. So to this day, just like the prices, I've been with the same company since 1985. Wow. And the name of the company is Ingram Entertainment. Okay. And back then they had, you know, branches all over the United States and, you know, you could get posters and screeners, you know, you know the, the movies on the, you'd have a salesman come to the store once a month yeah. and take you out to lunch. <laughs> show you all his book of all his movies that are coming <laughs> That's out. That's right. You know, fast forward to 30 years later, there's no salesman. No. There's no free lunch. <laughs> there's no screeners. There's no posters. There's no branches anymore. Right. You talk to a computer. Mm. There's no human contact other than like, you know, yeah, we got your message. And, uh, but I still get my product every week. Okay. And, you know, they send me a list like six weeks in advance. This mm -hmm. is coming out the first week of June. What do you want? Okay. So they know what to pre-book. Yeah. So that's the new stuff. That's the new stuff. Yeah. The older stuff, uh, either I buy it through Amazon mm -hmm. or I buy, or people just come in the store and say, I have these movies. I don't want them anymore. Yeah. Can you give me something for them? Can I trade them in for something else? Sure. Whatever the case may be. And we've always done that. Mm -hmm. And it's always been successful because... People have a different tastes, and sometimes you find somebody that likes what you have, and you know, and that's how the inventory eventually gets built up. Okay. Do you ever go to garage sales or anything like that? I don't really have the time, okay. to be honest with you. Back when I had a bunch of people here, I'd go shopping a little bit, but I haven't gone shopping like that for years because of financial constraints, and also because I just don't have the time. Sure. Sure. You know, I don't want to spend more time outside of the store going to go through video, you know. <laughs> So when you first started, Blockbuster and Hollywood Video weren't even prevalent. Correct. Yet. They weren't around. Right. So pretty much all the video stores were independently owned. Correct. You know, you had your towers and your warehouses, but, eh, but they yeah. weren't rental stores. They no. were sale only. Yeah. So and then Blockbuster came, and later Netflix and Redbox. How were you able to out survive pretty much them all, and to this day? There's a simple answer, and I don't know if your audience would really <laughs> no, whatever you feel. Uh, the reason the store, in, in a way, is still in its existence is because we carried adult movies. Mm -hmm. And when times are slow, yep. Tuesday afternoon when everybody's working, <laughs> you know, Uncle Grandpa comes in, he wants to rent a couple of adult movies. There you go. And that's what keeps the store floating during the week. Yeah. 
And again, the same thing with salespeople would buy a lot of movies. And uh, it became like a source of income that's on a steady basis. Yeah. The new releases and the regular movies, they come and go. Mm-hmm. There are good days, there are bad days. Yeah. Adult was pretty consistent, mm-hmm. where every day you'd know you'd make a certain amount of money in adult. Right. And that, that paid the bills. Yeah. That kind of got it over the top. Things have changed over the last couple of years, obviously, with yeah. the internet and everything being sure. free and, you know, Pornhub and all this, sure. all this other stuff that they put out there. So, to this day, I mean, that's kind of what, those are the mo- most of the biggest sales that, that come? Or, or adult? Or adult. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, every now, like, I just did a $150 sale, regular. Yeah. Yeah, because the guy hadn't been here in six weeks. Mm-hmm. He's a collector. I call him on the phone. He lives in Half Moon Bay. Okay. There are no video stores in Half Moon Bay. There are no video stores anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. So he comes down, you know, he came down and he said, oh, well, see when uh, it's a long ride, it's gas, and, you know, I'll come when I have time. Yeah. So he showed up today. He had lists of movies that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. I know when he's coming, you know, if I see him coming in the door, I know exactly what he he's looking for. He wants to know the new releases. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you noticed, I gathered up a yep. bunch of new releases. Hey, yeah. John, these are all here. What do you want? You know, do you want this? You want this? You okay. want this? And he showed me his list, and it's like, you know, reading Chicken Scratch to try to figure out what, <laughs> what it is. Yeah. And it's like sometimes it's movies from the 1990s. It's like, sure, I, that's not new. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that in the store. And I've ordered stuff for him in the past, but it takes a while, and people get very mm-hmm. impatient, you know. And, and if I want it, I don't want to wait a couple of days. I don't wait a couple of weeks. Right. But right. when am I going to find this movie from 1995 that, you know, there's only a certain amount of copies out there? That's right. So I'm glad you brought up the adult industry. I mean, if you think about it, do you think that really home video started because of adult content? So you could finally get it at home instead of having to go to a theater. That's that 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 is a very good point. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons. Yeah, I think that's where the main popularity came from. And then I mean, look, and you mentioned the internet. Still, the most traffic sites are adult. Yeah. That's and so it, nothing changed. I think adult content has always been uh, the impetus for some technology. I think it remains to this day. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that. But up. it's interesting that. Uh, the adult business picked up on Blu-ray a little bit late mm-hmm. and then dropped it almost immediately. Yeah. Because uh, they wanted to charge way too much money. Right. And it gets to a certain point where it's like, really? You need to make it a little more brighter? I mean, I mean how much? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you want to see? I right. Mean, you, want, I mean, you, you got it in the DVD. It's yeah. not good enough. You have to have it high definition. <laughs> I mean, come on. Really? Yeah. Well, that's where virtual reality is coming in, I guess. You know. So, to your best recollection, back in the VHS days, what were some of the most popular movies that you rented that you just couldn't keep in the store no matter what? Mostly the Disney stuff, Little Lion really? King, Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Titanic came out, everybody wanted that. Okay. And uh, I still have 15 copies of Titanic <laughs> sitting there. You know, just the, gen- just the new releases that would come out every yeah. week, and you know, certain movies became good, and certain movies just, you know, after a week or mm-hmm. two. That's the other thing that Blockbuster really hurt the business. Mm-hmm. Because when they decided to carry 400 copies of every movie, right. they killed the the plan that we all kind of put into place. And that is, you're not going to please everybody every week. Right. So somebody will come to the store on a Friday night. They'll ask, you know, they're looking for three movies. Yeah. You only have two of the three movies. Mm-hmm. Are they going to give up or are they going to go someplace else? Maybe. Yeah. Or they'll say, I'll get it next week. Yeah. I'll try something else. Yeah. I'll yeah. try something else and I'll, hopefully you'll have it next Friday. That's right. And that became like a thing where people would have lists of movies that they wanted to watch. Yeah. But they can't watch. How many can you watch in one weekend? Absolutely. But by Blockbuster giving them everything that they wanted immediately, mm-hmm. you 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 
you quenched their appetite. You, there was no reason for them to come back the next week, other than to get more of the same movies. That they, so it killed the the consistency of people constantly going to the video store. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was built in pizza and a video on Friday night. There you go. But I mean, if if you get everything you want constantly. It, it defeats the purpose, and that's the problem with today's streaming. There's too there's too much out there. You're always getting what you want. I remember I, there was no way I was going to rent break into Electric Boogaloo unless there was nothing else there, and I did, and I ended up liking it because it there was you there. Go. So, well, like, it yeah. opened up the avenue where you could explore other things. Absolutely. Like, oh, my first choice is not here. Well, what about that? Oh, yeah. oh, you have that? Okay, cool. Yeah. And you would you would give recommendations, and you wouldn't turn around and go, "Now nah, you don't have what I want. I'm leaving. I'm going no. someplace else." No, once you're here, you're going to get, gonna something. get something. That's yeah, right. That's the point. That's right. So, n- another great transition. You're in the store every single day. You have famous- seven days a week. <laughs> seven days a week for thirty-seven years. You know? and, and you famously have rarely missed days. So, the days you had to miss, what, what were the what were the reasons behind that? Well, back in the earlier days, vacation. You know, sure, go to Hawaii. Recently, it's been health issues. Okay. It's been stress and it's been abuse on my part. I'm not taking really good care mm-hmm. of myself and putting the store maybe before my own personal being. Sure. And, uh, and that's something I'm, I'm trying my damnedest to, to, to change a little bit mm-hmm. because if I'm not healthy, there's no way I can do there's my no job. There's no store. Yeah, there's no st- Yeah, and just recently, I just came off a bout where I had to go to the hospital for mm-hmm. four days and the store remained closed. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, if I had to go away somewhere, I had employees here. I you mean, I had seven employees or five employees, yeah. and they could run the store for me while I wasn't here. You can't have that. I can't, I can't afford that anymore, so yeah. if I'm sick, the store remains closed. Yeah. And people get scared, and they freak out. They come to the door, and it's like, the store's closed. What's yeah. going on? Where's Ira? Yeah. Where's Ira? <laughs> You know, and then they come back. They'll see me like a week. Hey, I came by the store. You were closed. Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, right? And there, there are people that have been with me for thirty-five years. That's great. Yeah. I mean, not there used to be a lot more, but sure. I mean, I can count on my hand maybe fifteen to twenty people that I still see on a regular basis, every week or every other week or some every day. Yeah. But for the last whatever amount of years. Yeah. And I say to myself, what business do I go to every single day? It's true. So it's like, I do have something. I'm giving them something that they want because they come back and they come back and they come back. Yeah. And and part of me is where I grew up, where I, the way I was as as a young man, I was always taught to be friends with people. You do something nice for them, they'll do something nice for you. And that's how I treat, they're not just customers. No. They have names, they have families, you know, oh, I'm sorry somebody died, I'm sorry, you know, you become their, their buddy. Yep. You know, not everybody wants to be your buddy. No. <laughs> but the people that stay as your buddy will keep coming back to the store. That's right. And if I need something, like, hey, can you do me a favor, can you get me like a case of water? Mm-hmm. They run out and they'll get it for me. It's yeah. like no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a golden rule, you know, be kind to others. So, which leads me to my next question, what, if anything, would you have done differently with Captain Video and do you have any regrets? <laughs> Well, yeah, I probably would have made the store more product and less free space. Okay. Because absolutely that's why people come in here and they don't care about the counter is five, <laughs> five feet long. <laughs> All they care about is what else you got. Sure, sure. Uh, what, was, what was the second part of your question? Do you have any regrets? About Do it? I have any regrets? Yeah, that I've abused myself over 37 years, that I never really got married. I've, I've had you know, girlfriends and mm-hmm. serious relationships, but eventually the other party feels that the store sometimes comes first. Sure. And most women do not 
appreciate being put <laughs> other than number sure. one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you. you, you I understand. You I understand that. that. Yeah, and uh, and and both both times I've been really serious about people. They've worked here in the store. Interesting. And that's how I've kind of gotten to know them. Sure. And eventually they leave, and then they eventually they look at the store as their competition right. in a way. Yeah. You know, so do something different. Yeah, I probably would have done. You know, obviously, whenever you you go through things, yeah, I should have done it that way. Yeah. And, you know, but it's. There's nothing you can do to change it. So no. I mean, why, why regret anything? You know, you, you did it. You did it. That's mm -hmm. all you can do. Well, what is your regular customer captain video like? Are they mostly looking for hard to find VHS tapes? Or? There's a whole. It's like okay. four or five different categories. There's okay. The, there's the guy that comes in to rent only new releases. Okay. He comes in every week. What did you get in this week? Yeah. There are other people that won't even touch a new release because they think it's all crap. Nah. <laughs> They're looking for 1940s, 1950s, 1930s stuff. Right. Okay, <laughs> so there, that's there's that customer. Uh -huh. There's the adult customer. Sure. There's the customer that only comes in to buy. He doesn't want to come back a second time to bring the movie back because it's too too much of a hassle. Sure. And in this day and age, the way gas is, you want to save on your on your expenses. Absolutely. So they're all different, and there are people coming here just looking to trade stuff, looking okay. to buy stuff. Or I mean, can you order me stuff? Mm -hmm. I mean, I constantly have things that I have to get for people. Do you have such and stuff? No, I don't carry it. You want That's me to order it for you? So they, 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 are they usually older customers that don't want to touch the internet, or is it pretty thing? much okay. either? Either they're they're afraid of the computer. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to use the computer. They don't want to put their credit card out there. Fair enough. They're they're they have all excuses, and that's why they come to me. Yeah. And and plus the other thing, and recently it's become an issue that wasn't back then, mm -hmm. is that people know when they order something, it's going to come here. Yeah. If they order it from their house, is somebody going to come on their porch and take their movie away if they're working? There you go. I mean, go, go do the Christmas thing. I mean, whoever thought you'd go to somebody's house, hey, there's a package, let's grab it. Yeah. You know, it's like, really? Yeah. So, but this is a different, different, different world, different different theories about everything. Yeah. So they're, they're, they feel comfortable if they order from me that they're going to get it here. Right. And when it comes in, I call them, hey, your movie came in. All right, I'll be down. Yeah, and they get to socialize with someone. Yeah, and then they will maybe order another movie. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing, the consistency. Yep. Do you, um, do you believe there will ever be a return of the love of physical movie? No. No. So not like vinyl where, no. You no, know. vinyl disappeared for a long time. But it came back. It came back, but not with, nowhere near what it used to be. No, I mean, no, of course. You know, when I was in the record business, I'd have like 5,000 LPs in my house. Sure. But I mean, if, if I was doing it now, I would be pick and choose what I would want because it becomes what do you do with it at a certain point yeah. it's just collecting space mm -hmm. what, did, what did you do for the um, when you were doing the record business uh, when I was just graduating college I got a job working for MCA Records oh cool as a salesman mm -hmm. and then when I came out to California I worked for a retail outlet called the Record Factory yeah yeah. and we had 30 stores I managed like 4 stores for them over the course of 5 years mm -hmm. So and that's where I eventually hooked up with somebody to turn me on to Captain Video. Right. Uh, if you can, give me some of your best random stories you've had running the store. The most memorable stories. Stories. Yeah. Wow. Whether it be anecdotes or, you know, the typical like you have the adult customer that meshes with the people that are buying all the. The thing that the stuff. thing that I, I I sometimes don't understand mm -hmm. is that when somebody comes in and they're looking for a movie. Yeah. Okay, what's the movie? I don't know the name of it. 
okay, well, who's in it? I don't know. It's some guy, you know, he was in some other movie, and there's a girl, and they fall in love, or there's a dog in the movie. Well, okay, that narrows yeah. it down. Thank you. Sure, yeah. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. And you, I get that a lot from older people, because yeah. they don't really pay attention no. to what the title is. Yeah. But they come in here going, oh, I wrote Get It For Me. It's like, okay, well, i got to have some sort of... You know, I call myself the video detective. It's like, yeah. okay, give me some sort of hint <laughs> to how I could figure out what it is you're thinking of right. and see if it's available and see if I can get it for you. Yeah. But when you come in here, well, I'm looking for a movie yeah. that's got some guy in it that, fought, you know, and they'll, they'll and now with the internet, it's, it's kind of helpful someone also sure. because you can literally punch in looking for a film where a guy <laughs> looks for... And it's something you could do at home, but sure. they don't want, they're afraid no. or they don't know how, or they don't have a computer. Yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's like, mm, I need something else. I you need, are their internet. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I can't, I'm not nearly as good as the internet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I myself use the internet more than I probably should. Sure. But. So, I'm assuming you were a huge movie buff? When I was a kid, I watched a lot. Back, back east. They used to have a million-dollar movie. Movie, yeah, yeah. Which were the, every night, Monday through Friday at 8 o'clock, they'd show the same movie yes. over and over and over again. We knew it by heart. Yeah. Uh, and I had two movie theaters within three four blocks of my house. Okay. And your parents would send you, here's a couple bucks, go to the theaters and disappear for the day. There you go. And you go on Saturday morning and you'd have the cartoons and you have the newsreels. The creature features. And you had two movies yeah. and you had popcorn and soda mm -hmm. and hot dog. It'd be like two bucks, you yeah. know? Yeah. Not like it is now. No. So it became indoctrinated in me. And then eventually, as I got older, my parents took me to, I don't know if you've ever heard of Radio City Music oh, Hall. Of course, yeah. Where it's not only you're getting a movie, you're getting a show, you're yeah. getting d girls, you're getting chandeliers, you're getting 5,000 seat arenas where it's like, yeah. wow, this is cool. This is nice seeing a movie this way. Yeah. Compared to the way it is now, where you can watch it in your bathroom. <laughs> That's you <know>? right. <laughs> That's but, true. But again, you'd have to pay so much for it. Mm -hmm. what, so, what brought you out to California from New York? I was 22 years old. I'd worked for MCA uh, Records for a couple of years. The weather would beat me down. Mm -hmm. I was constantly on the road. And when the weather's like this, you don't mind driving. No. When the weather is 26 inches of snow yeah. and you have to go from point A to point B, and it becomes like a two-hour drive just to get there, yeah. it becomes, it's like too much. You know, it's just after, after a day's work, you're not just working, you're driving and it becomes like a 12, 13-hour day. And it's like... When I was young, it was okay, but after a while, it became old. Yeah, and the Bay Area, you can't beat the weather. No. Yeah. And so I and I had come out to California previously before I got the job and realized, wow, it's another world out here. <laughs> it really you know, is. I remember seeing the Super Bowl mm -hmm. in January wearing T-shirt and shorts. And yeah. going like, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> I mean, T-shirt and shorts barbecuing on Super Bowl Sunday? Welcome to the San Francisco. Yeah. Welcome to California. That's right. So those are all my questions for you, but I have all these movie questions if you're interested. Sure. So, so what is your favorite genre of film? Uh, pretty much it stays pretty steady. I like the gangster type movies. Okay. Those have kind of played themselves out. They're very rare that you see something that you haven't already seen. Right. But there is not that many movies that I'm really excited about seeing anymore. Okay. You know? Comedies... There's oh, no, there are dead. no comedies. Yeah. yeah, there used to be thousands of different comedians. Yeah. Now you got Adam Sandler who, <laughs> and Will Ferrell, yeah. who I maybe were funny back in the early days, but now it's the same, yeah. same, same, and it's boring. Yeah. Um, speaking of, what is your favorite mafia gangster film? 
Uh, I'd say The Godfather. Goodfellas is right there. I, I love Carlito's Way yeah. and Scarface. The original again, or the remake? Of which one? Of Scarface. The, the Al Pacino, the Al Pacino one, the okay. remake one. But again, I've seen those movies so many times yeah. that it's like I don't really want to watch them anymore okay. for a while. <laughs> yeah. you know? Do you still watch movies like every day? I try to, but sometimes I don't have the time sure. or, or my my intention is like the phone will ring. Yeah. It's like I try to figure out what every movie is about because somebody comes in and say, like, hey, Eric, what's dog about? Yeah. You know, you have to give them a quick one, two line synopsis. Sure. And it's like, you know, or they'll look at me like, you don't know what that's about, do you? And I'm like, no, I just no. came in this morning. <laughs> that's right. You know, if it played in the theaters and I read something about it, fine. But the way things are now, when they come direct to DVD, yeah. and yeah. nobody knows what that, what it is, that's right. it makes it very hard. You yeah. know, it's another Mickey Rourke, the John Cusack, Bruce Willis movie, Nicolas Cage movie. It's like, there's millions of those. It's like, pick, pick, make a plot, because yeah. it's the same. You'll see it in one of these movies. So it's hard these days to watch movies. Oh, it is. Well, what is your all-time favorite movie? The movie that I always remember that had the biggest effect on me mm -hmm. was Field of Dreams. Really? I grew up a big baseball fan. Oh, good. I was close with my dad. When I went to the theater to see that with friends, I literally cried my eyes out. Yeah. And I've never had that feeling seeing a movie before. Really? It was something that touched me somehow between the baseball aspect of it and the son, family, the son, father. Yeah, yeah dynamic you know the movie itself is okay but yeah. it's just the, the emotion that it, it gave off to me it just i don't know and and now they're doing uh they're actually playing major league baseball games i know i know yeah, Look, which it's is cool been 30 years later and they're yeah. still they're finally you know catching up to what i thought about 1989 when <laughs> came. favorite horror film if you're into horror horror is something i never when i was a little kid i was five years old my mom took me to see a movie and I never forget this. Mm -hmm. It was I don't never remember the name of it or anything like that. But it was there was a guy in it, and a dog. There was a guy in it, and a, and, a, and, some, and a girl or something, and he had her encased in this cave or this. Uh, it freaked me out, and yeah. I literally told my mom, "Take me out of here! I can't watch this. I'm scared." Yeah, you know, to that to this day, I have no interest in watching horror films. Really, I don't like to be scared. I don't want to be scared. Okay. Because I would assume there's a there's horror buffs that come in there. Oh, there are people just looking for horror movies. That's right. That's all they're looking for. Yeah. Favorite Hitchcock movie? Rear Window, North by Northwest. Okay. What is your favorite sequel? I don't like too many sequels. Uh -huh. I would probably say Godfather, Godfather 2. Sure. Uh, Back to the Future 1 and 3. 2 is miserable. Huh. Jurassic Park, the first one, and maybe one of the other ones that came along. Again, they take the idea, it's fresh, it's entertaining, it's innovative. Then they wait a year and they redo it again and maybe they change one little thing and you go, that's oh, the same movie I just saw last year. Yeah. Then they'll wait three, four more years and they'll, they'll kind of twist it a little bit. And like, okay, that's better than it was the second yeah. one. So, but they're trying to strike when the iron's hot. But I, I, I can't stand the like five versions of Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> and ten versions of Jason Goes to Hell, oh, yeah, Friday the 13th, number 4,000. <laughs> like, who cares about stuff like that? What are your favorite holiday movies? So Christmas... Uh, Not a big holiday kind of okay. guy, but I would probably say the standard Home Alone, okay. uh, Thanksgiving one called Home for the Holidays, mm -hmm. uh, Miracle on 34th Street, yeah. 
the Santa Claus movies. They're, they're kind of fun. Okay. Obviously, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. You know, there, there's a few of them that you don't get uh, Christmas Story. Yeah. That you don't get tired of seeing, but after a while, you've seen it so much. It's like if it's on for five minutes, you go, "That's enough." <laughs> I, I remember this movie very do, well. So, do you watch movies in the in in the store? Or do you... I, it's hard for me to watch movies. Sure. I put movies on in the store. Yeah. And if there's if my mind looks up for a second or two. I kind of try to put movies on sometimes that I've already seen that I don't have to concentrate yeah. on. It depends on what's going on that day and what my projects are. Yeah. If I have a lot of stuff to do, then it's very difficult for me to sit there and watch movies. Sure, sure. And I don't get home till like 8, 39 o'clock. Yep. Uh, movies you hate, but everyone else seems to love. Oh, there's a lot of those. I don't want to hear this, yeah. Uh, let me think about that. Okay. Movies that I hate that everybody make. Can I get up and walk around? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, how many, how many movies can you even list? <laughs> Uh, I do not like any of the Matrix movies. He's walking around the store right now, folks. Uh, let's see. Specifically, maybe Terminator like three and four. <laughs> Terminator three and four. I love one and two. Oh, of course. And change. Oh, I didn't like Fatal Attractions anymore. Oh, okay. It's too neat. I don't. I don't like movies when you. You start watching them and you kind of like know up ahead how it's going to end. Yeah. And it ends that way. Yeah. Then you feel like, yeah. So the original ending to Fatal Attraction, she it was going to be totally different, but the studio didn't like how... Well, that's the yeah. other thing. is yeah. like when the, when the writer writes the movie up and they read it and they, they film it, they say, okay, how does it play? Yeah. And maybe they'll show it to a screening. That's right. Who says... I don't like the fact that she dies, or I don't like the fact that she kills him, or right. something like that. Well, Bridget, I think she was supposed to get away with it. Whatever. So, yeah. But movies like that really bother me, because it's like, it's not the way the author intended the movie to end. Exactly. It's somebody took the movie and said, okay, it's how do we make money on this? This will sell. And yeah. this, this is not going to end, it's not going to make money this way, let's figure out a way of making money right. by changing the, the way the movie is. And Fair. it kind of goes back to, back back sure. in the late, 90, late 80s, early 90s, when... Uh, the Bible Belt in Utah, those mm -hmm. video stores that were taking movies yeah. and changing the ending of the movies yeah. because they didn't like the way there was too much sex or violence. Mm -hmm. or, and, and it's like and not enough people stood up and said, hey, what are you doing? This yeah. is my movie. You have no right to change the way the movie plays. That's right. And eventually, I don't know, it all went away, but there was a while where people were taking movies and editing movies in their video stores. Yeah. It's like, crazy. What is that, insanity? <laughs> what right do you have to take somebody's Publish the work control. and change it. That's right. Uh, favorite romantic film? See, that's something I can come up with a few. Uh, the Notebook. Okay. Uh, any Ryan Gosling, Amy, Amy, whatever movie. What was that one? With La La Land. Oh, yeah. You like that? Yeah. Uh, what is the worst remake to you, or some worst remakes? Well, any of the, uh, like The Magnificent Seven. There are certain movies they should not do again. Yeah. You know, it's like leave well enough alone, mm -hmm. you know. Don't make Gone with the Wind part 2, no. you know. Don't <laughs> don't don't do something stupid like that, but they will at some point because again it all comes down to money and how much money can they make and they and the thing is that well they they think well people will know Gone with the Wind, so maybe you know we don't have to really promote it that well cuz yeah. they know the story and this you know what happens in the future is like, <laughs> Oh. I, now I got one that I couldn't stand. Sure. 
the last Indiana Jones movie. Oh yeah, the Crystal Skull. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was and awful. they're supposedly making another one. Yeah, they are. But but yeah. I'm saying, but just yeah. the end—that was the worst ending I think I've ever seen. <laughs> there you go. With the spaceship and yeah. Indiana Jones and a spaceship is like, oh, come on. <laughs> and it's Steven Spielberg, so you know there has to be a spaceship in this. Of somewhere. course, of course. But it just didn't make sense at no. all. Close Encounters with uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. His favorite movie as a kid. Godzilla versus King Kong. Be really? Yeah, nice. I was ten years old when I saw that. Yeah. And I, again, it was one of those movies where my parents gave me money. So just go. Yeah. And I went to the theater, and the place was packed. And then I found out maybe a month later, after watching the movie, that that's only one version of the movie. Yeah. That they did a Japanese version and an American version, and the American version, King Kong wins, and the yeah. Japanese version, Godzilla wins. And <laughs> just the last scene of the movie where they're fighting each other, they're going down this mountain, and they're destroying all these houses, and it's like. And then they go into the ocean, and you wait, and you wait, and then it's like, what's, how does this end? <laughs> and you see King Kong's head kind of pop up out of the water, and that's the way the movie ends. Yep. It's like, okay, that's something I don't forget. So would you, are you more of a Godzilla fan or a King Kong fan? Uh, being that way, I was probably more King Kong. King Kong, okay. Uh, do you, have you had any celebrity encounters from owning the store? Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a few. I mean, actual people coming in the store uh the first one we had was a guy named james hong yeah, yeah. you know who james hong I is yeah, yeah and i wasn't in the store at the time one of my employees was and he said this guy came in the store and he had a, a silk jacket on it said golden child yeah. and he, he started conversing with the guy but he didn't believe that the guy was really james hong <laughs> this is what's james hong doing in captain video in san mateo yeah uh but it turned out to be James Hong. Yeah. You know, so. uh, I've had a lot of sports figures in the store. Oh, sure. The Giants used to, uh, back when they weren't very good, mm -hmm. they'd have bring up rookies and they'd stay uh, not too far away at the Hillsdale Inn. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And those guys needed movies, so yeah. they'd come to the store. Uh, Chili Davis used to be with the Giants. Yeah. He was a very good customer. Of yeah. Mine. Uh, Charles Haley, who used to play for the 49ers, yep. he was a very good customer. And he was kind of a funny guy, because here's this guy, six foot six, 260 pounds. He'd come in, he'd have like a little kind of a purse-like kind of thing, uh -huh. not, not, not in, a, in a gay sense, but, no. but and he'd have a little, little dog. Really? Yeah, just kind of an odd, this big guy. Because he was with, a beast on the yeah, field. Yeah, a little dog, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing is that we'd go went back in the late 80s and 90s when they had him, they had the Video Software Dealers Association shows in Vegas, mm -hmm. and that was like a must-go-to. Yeah. And you met everybody there. You shook hands, you got autographs, you got pictures. Yeah. I mean, if I had the time, I would pull up thousands and thousands of pictures of nice. me shaking people's hands, uh -huh. and, you know, and stuff. So I've had many, many of those kind of things. Okay. I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, name a famous movie that you've never seen, for whatever reason. A famous movie? Yeah. So, like... You know, let's say there's a lot of people that just, I haven't seen Casablanca or I haven't seen Chinhor's List or something like that. I mean, it'd have to be something I'd want to see that I had never had got around to seeing it. Pretty much, yeah. Like, yeah, if you can think of one. I can't think of one that I really, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of movies I haven't sure, seen. Sure, sure. I don't think there's anything that I really haven't seen that I really want to see that I've never had made the time to see. Okay. Owning a store, you have, you're privy to everything you <laughs> that's want. That's right, that's, yeah. So, so that question is really kind of vague because, like, you know, Okay, it's right here. Okay, so let's see if we can rephrase this. Is there a famous movie that you just don't care about? Oh, there's lots of famous movies that okay, I don't so care well, about. Okay, why don't we do that one? Okay. Uh, let's see. 
unfortunately, I never got into a lot of the Cagney, um, mm. Everett Robinson. There's certain bogey, bogey movies that I like, but not all of them. Okay. Because uh, I have everything divided by sections, so I can literally put my finger on certain things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that I would recommend to people that look at me like, I've never heard of that before. Mm. And it's like, well, when it first came out, it was great, but nobody really pushed it enough, and it just disappeared into yeah. the... There's a movie that just comes to mind right now off the top of my head called Stormy Monday mm. with Tommy Lee Jones and Melanie Griffith. When did it come out? 87, 88. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was a great movie, but no one went to see it. Mm. And, you know, me and maybe another five other people went <laughs> to see that movie. Yeah. And what's good about owning a video store, and, and one of the things I get the most pleasure at sometimes, is when somebody comes in here, Ira, can you give me a good movie? Yeah. And I find something, and they come back a day or two later and go, you know, this was great. Yeah. Can you got more? Yeah. You know, and then sometimes they'll come back. Boy, this was crap. <laughs> why did you? Why did you think this movie was so good? Yeah. Well, it just didn't click for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I get it, but I mean, you know, you ask my opinion. That's my opinion. That's right. You know, I mean, I could say The Godfather, but it's like, who cares? I yeah. mean, you, you need me to tell you that, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't even like that kind of movie. That's right. I mean, don't ask me for a good comedy because that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Other than, you know, someone says, give, give me a good comedy. Have you ever seen it? It's a mad, 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 mad world. And they look at you like, what? <laughs> I said, it's the greatest comedy ever written that they'll never do a sequel to. They couldn't afford to even think about making a movie like that ever again. They kind of did with Rat Race, though. Yeah, but come on, look at the stars compared to... Oh, <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's that, good. That's but... insult. Really? <laughs> did you really feel that way? No, Rat but... Race putting on a... Even in the same... I'm not saying it's as good. I'm no, saying no, it was, no, it was, not, it was almost even, remade. Not even, of, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Cannibal Race was This more, is why I had you on the podcast, see? Cannibal Race. Cannibal, Cannibal Run, Run was, yeah. was more like It's a Mad Mad World. Sure. Than, than Rat Race. Oh, God. <laughs> I hit a nerve, folks. It took almost an hour, but I rat did it. Rat Race. <laughs> God. So do a lot of people come in for cult classics? Some. Not as many as they used to. Yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest cult classics that I don't have anymore that I used to rent a lot was Eraserhead. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the people would say, what's this about? It's like, it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. It's black and white, and it's smoky, and there's a doll, and it's yeah. a cave and a dungeon. And, and they look at you like, what? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cult movie. I mean, yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen every Bond movie enough times. I have. And the last Bond movie was terrible, so. <laughs> I Terrible because you knew how it was going to end? Terrible because it was too long? Too long. Um, they Did you knew- find him as a good Bond? I, I, yeah, I love Daniel Craig. Yeah, I never got into him. I never, it's, it's always Sean Connery or nobody for me. Well, I, Sean Connery is my favorite. Um, I did really enjoy the remake to Casino Real. Uh, that, that, that was the first Daniel Craig, so I really enjoyed that. But the last film, it didn't do anything for me. It was too long. They kind of neutered him. Um, it was just, yeah, eh, it didn't. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Connery is the man, and then everything else falls. Well, that down. bothers me sometimes when you see something and then they redo it down the road and they put a different actor in. Because sure. all you're thinking about is that first actor. You know, Mel Gibson and Mad Max, even sure. though Tom Hardy did a good job. Yeah. But again, you're seeing Mad Max. Oh, Mel, oh no, Mel Gibson's not in this one. Yeah. It, it's difficult to get up past it. Some people. If you're younger, you don't seem to care. If yeah. you're an older person who's seen enough movies, you kind of go, I'd rather watch the original and watch the remake. So did you know that originally they wanted Cary Grant to be the original James Bond? Cary Grant? Okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's too old. That's why it went to Connery. Would you have been okay with, with I mean, again, hindsight's Grant? everything. No. 
You didn't think he would be suave enough, or he'd be too, too suave? Too suave, okay. Yeah, too, I mean, no, you can see him with a gun. I mean, even in North by Northwest, he didn't see, it seemed out a little bit out of place yeah. that he was the bad guy at times. No, I just think Cary Grant is a romantic lead. Well, it's interesting that you don't like Daniel Craig, because a lot of people liked Craig if they were Connery fans, because they felt I don't like toughness. Daniel Craig because he never smiles in his uh, movies. He's okay. so stoic, and he's yeah. so serious, compared to the other guys who either are over the top... Yeah. Or like Sean, who played it both ways. I couldn't yeah. stand Roger Moore. Right, right. He was camp. And I couldn't. And Pierce Brosnan was okay. Mm-hmm. And he was originally supposed to be instead of Roger Moore, but he got hooked up with Remington Steele. That's so right. They, couldn't, they wouldn't let him do it. And then you didn't care about Timothy Dalton. No. Yeah. What about George Lazenby? That, that's, that's an underrated one. Hello. Robert De Niro movies. Those ones. On the wall under D. See, it's all right. alphabetical. See the cards. See the cards up top. They're looking for one called the family. The family. I do oh, not. I do not have that one. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, I do not have the family. He's made like seventy-five movies. That's <laughs> true. That's one you don't have. I do not have that one. It was not very popular, and uh, I mean, there's about thirty other ones up there, but not the family. I actually put away a movie that I forgot that he was in called The Comedian, where he played a comic, a bad comic, and it's just like... Well, and of course, it was King of Comedy, but... That, he, was good that was, in, he was good in that, but yeah. no, he played just like a, like a stand-up comic who was oh. just... Ugh. What's your favorite De Niro movie? Raging Bull. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing this, Ira. This is my great. pleasure. Will let you and get if, back you to get, work. if you can get me uh, the questions that I didn't answer, from absolutely, you, we can have future episodes. I, let, me, let me think about it. And let me write we'll up do future episodes. Yeah. yeah. Again, special thank you to Ira for letting me interview him. A great interview and just a blast from the past for me to really go back and remember my childhood and and definitely the heyday of video rentals back in the 80s and the early 90s. If you are ever in the San Francisco Bay Area and you love DVDs and you love movies or if you just want to have some nostalgia and chat up Ira, as you could tell, he was a great guy and he's a lot of fun to talk to, uh, head over to Captain Video. It is on 2837 South El Camino Real. That's in San Mateo, California. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. If you did want to rent movies, you can. You can rent new movies for $2.99. Can't beat that price. And then if you wanted older movies, they're $2.99 for five days. So the new movies are only for a day. But hell, that's what a great deal. Again, nothing's changed. It is. It felt like going to 1987 1988 for me it was just such a a cool vibe and it was fun seeing these customers come in just looking for random things like again towards the end of that interview you heard uh, somebody asking to see the family with robert de niro (laughs) it's like i don't have that one because nobody's looking for it but that one person was looking for it it's like you can't please everyone everyone's looking for everything but in some ways that was the great and we touched upon that that was the great part about the video store you might go in looking for one film but then you would leave with another, and that's what was so much fun about it. I would discover new movies because maybe the one I wasn't looking for uh, wasn't there, so I'd try something else, or I had no idea. Like When I went in there, I was just flipping through things, and I found a movie that I'd been wanting to watch forever, and he had it for two bucks, meaning to buy, and it was Stealing Home with Mark Harmon and Jodie Foster. I haven't seen this movie in years. I've been trying to watch. I can never find it. It's not on DVD anymore. It's out of print, but he had a copy, <laughs> so I'm like, for two bucks, I'm going to try it, and uh, it's great. So again, if you're in town, check them out. It's a lot of fun, and hopefully 
you enjoyed just this blast from the past. Even if you're not in the Bay Area, it was fun to talk about this. And I'll be back next week with yet another random movie from my DVD collection. Come hang out and chill with Brian A. Davis and the Bad Beat. Wednesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern, right here on ThatMetalStation.com.